And now, here is your host, Pastor Bob Bush. Good afternoon. I am Pastor Bob Bush, and with me on the line is Bill White. Bill, are you there? Yes, sir, I am. Oh, what a glorious day to preach the gospel of Jesus. Listeners, we were just praying. We're ready on the line here, and uh, we were praying that hearts and minds be open, and we just want to share the intent of our hearts and the desire that we have. It's the love of Jesus Christ that is spoken out over these airwaves for this next hour. There was a time when I was lost. I was in a lost condition. I felt it. I knew it. I was in a state of mental love. I I don't know what to say. Listeners, we need to explain these things. I was ordained a Jesuit Roman Catholic priest. Uh, There's Loyola University down there in Los Angeles. Santa Clara University up in San Francisco, up in Santa Clara, USF in uh, San Francisco, Gonzaga up in Small Camp. I, I actually spent time at each one of those universities studying, earned a Master of Arts through Santa Clara, and I learned Catholic theology. You can do it, listeners, if you go to Barnes and Nobles and get the Roman Catechism that came out in 1994. I was in theology when that theology was being put together, in my case, it was during Vatican II, putting all these little pieces together. It's like a puzzle, and listeners today, we want to speak to your heart. We want to pray that God will touch your spirit, and by that you'll be transformed, spirit, soul, and body, because we're three-part beings, as the Bible tells us. You could go to Barnes & Nobles and get that book, And that's what I studied, and it's an extremely long, and it's actually a very difficult course. I did so well, they said, well, you know, you go to Rome, get a degree, and, uh, you know, pass these things on. I want to just tell you what happened. And if you're like this, call us up, like was announced, 805-928-7707. I'd like to give the address. It's Pastor Bob Bush and John, P.O. Box 296, Oakdale, California, 95361 as we begin our broadcast today. But you can call us up if any of this rings a bell with you. I was in Rome studying and I talked to the Jesuit who was in charge of missionaries to Africa. This was so pivotal in my life and I just praise God now that it worked out the way it did. I didn't go to Africa because all I could teach them is Vatican II. And it hadn't, it hadn't freed me. It, it hadn't put me in a right relationship with God. And that's where there's a huge difference. And that's what we love to explain and talk to you about, pray with you about, because I was telling Bill before we began this broadcast, I feel like one of the fishermen at the Sea of Galilee, and Jesus came by, and he looked at me and he said, follow me. What a beautiful thing when that happens. And he came into my heart. And then he told me, preach the word. That's a verse out of the Bible. And then he told me, the Great Commission, as he told Bill, who's on the line too, go and make disciples of all the nations. And what this broadcast is about, how to make a disciple. So I ask you as a challenge, and we know there are clergy listening. There are people praying for you, priests, sisters, brothers, lay people in the church. Some have called us, others listening today. Pray about this. 
pray about this. How do you disciple? Is it the RCIA and many, many Catholic dogmas or the Bible alone? Sola, they have a Latin phrase for it, sola, which means alone, sola scriptura, Bible alone. Oh, I tell you, to have your feet planted in that with a relationship with Jesus is such good news. And many of your listeners know I'm in a wheelchair, quadriplegic, had an unsuccessful surgery, but there's a joy, a pervading joy in my heart that Jesus has changed my life. Well, I think we need to talk, you know, today just uh, for our listeners, uh, you know, in any area, like, what, what, first of all, I'd like to just give you an opportunity. There are always new listeners. Bill, would you just give a little bit of your testimony here and your wonderful wife and uh, where you were in? You know, I think some people might say, oh, did this just happen easily? I believe in your case. You had kind of a bumpy road before you had this relationship with the Lord. Uh, that, that is true. Um, I grew up in uh, the Roman Catholic system, uh, New York. I was born in Astoria, Queens, moved out to Long Island. And, um, you know, I went to religious instruction, so I grew up with the uh, Roman Catholic catechism. And that was my teaching. And um, Growing up, I always wondered where I would uh, go after I died, and, and you know as well as I do that we were taught about the doctrine of uh, purgatory, and uh, that was one of the main teachings of the Catholic Church, and still is. You know, many now, Bill, you, I don't want to interrupt, but there are many people in the Santa Maria area listening due to the Jackson trial down there, and, and I think we just take a moment to explain what is that doctrine. It sounds like what? I mean, they might think that means, well, who knows, you know, they might think all kinds of thoughts. Maybe if you could refine it a bit, that after we die, this, this is Catholic belief. The Pope who just died believes this. Right. That there's a, there's a basically, it's like a waiting room. Uh, uh, sometimes the Roman Catholic people refer to it as the, uh, the Holy Ghost Hospital, and where people are actually tormented. And, you know, there are those that will tell you it's not in effect today. But I have been, uh, you know, I get uh, these catalogs from Roman Catholic publishers because once in a while uh, I order a book just for research. And yeah. I just got one from them. And one of the books that they're advertising is called Stories About Purgatory and What They Reveal. It has the Roman Catholic imprimatur, which means that they approve of everything in a book that it's doctrinally sound. Uh, so we know that this is something that they believe today. And it, it talks about the suffering. It says uh, they want the people to know first that it exists, second, that the souls detained there suffer long and excruciating pains just like those of hell, and thus they desperately need our prayers, suffrages, and mass intentions. And it goes on and on. So that's just the advertisement for that book uh, concerning purgatory, and that's what I did grow up with. And I never had... Uh, I, I I never uh, thought that I had I could go to heaven. Uh, I was uh, that was such a long shot for me, and uh, purg yeah. purgatory was my best hope. And that's the way many Roman Catholics uh, think. And so I grew up with that my whole life. And uh, then uh, we moved back to Queens, and I was an altar boy, and I I, I would serve you know at the altar. We we used to also do uh, masses and funeral masses, and uh, we did weddings, and I remembered I liked the weddings because uh, a lot of times uh, the people would throw me a tip. 
that's why I like being an altar boy for, for yeah. weddings. But uh, uh, that's just something I did as, as a young man. So I, 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 I went through that whole system. Uh, later on, uh, in the 70s, I was searching for the truth. And I used to go out to this uh, bookstore in the uh, self-improvement section, and I would be... Uh, I had this insatiable desire to look for truth. I was looking at everything, and, and each time I got a book, I would think that I had the truth. And um, I, I bought tons of books. Later on, I met Kathy. Uh, we got married uh, in 1981. In the, for a short period, we went through the Catholic Charismatic Movement, where where they had things such as healing masses and so on and so forth, and. Uh, that whole thing with slain in the spirit. Now, uh, at the time, I thought all of this was legit, but everything that was going on at these uh, healing masses was uh, praying of the rosary, a constant praying of the rosary, and, and uh, giving glory to Mary. And um, so many people don't know about that, so there, there was a counterfeit. There was a counterfeit. I believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, but I came through that system and uh, many people, I believe, uh, came out of the church uh, because of the Word of God. They were delivered by the truth that was in God's Word. And long story short, Kathy and I were involved in the Medjugorje apparitions of Mary. Uh, we, we used to get videos and invite people into our home to watch the videos. We handed out literature on the streets for these apparitions of Mary. And... Uh, then Kathy was born again. She got saved. We, we used to go to this uh, Bible-believing church. Sometimes in the evening we would go to Mass, Roman Catholic Mass, in the morning. But, you see, it, it was the power of God's Word that set us free. Kathy got saved. Kathy was born again. And uh, she shared the, go you know, the gospel with me and different things. And she compared Scripture to uh, these messages of what they say, who they say was Mary, and we, we were able to see and discern that the messages were, were not true because they, they contradicted the Word of God. And that's the key right there. You can always discern the uh, foundation or the root of the messenger by the message that is coming forth. And that's the key. And, and I would encourage the listener to, to, to search the Scriptures themselves because that's the key if, if it goes against the word of god then you know that you're in some sort of deception what a marvelous word to go out uh, the, in Acts 17 there's a group called bereans more noble than the rest because daily i like it right in god's word daily they examine the scriptures to see if the things that paul was saying were so isn't that absolutely amazing? What a wonderful, uh, incredible way. But this procedure is really being neglected. Last week, because uh, I could not come to the radio and Bill was away, we played my testimony, and a number of people requested it. And when my eyes started to open, it was when I went to India. It's all on that tape. And listeners, you could call the studio itself, Area 805-928-7707. And just for a novel amount, they'll send you a copy of that testimony. It's important to get that number out over the airways, all for the glory of God. But on that tape, I tell how it was difficult, and that's where our care and concern goes out for every listener today. 
This can mean the unmantling of your whole religious system. And that's actually what was happening. I had a very staunch mother and father, Catholics, and generational, you know, behind them, behind, you know, their parents, grandparents, great-grandparents like that. And a brother who's a priest. And it just really, uh, so when I went into it, I did not have the light that I have now, but we did this procedure. We had a team of people, and we took issue after issue after issue. It's interesting that you had mentioned Mary because one of the issues that I took was what about Mary? Well, I mean, we agree Mary in Scripture is wonderful. I mean, every word in there is fruitful and helpful and blessed for all of us. But the Catholic Church contradicts other Scriptures when they start talking about Mary. Now, listeners, you need to, you know, do this. Do what Bill said, what I did, and, and then you will find your feet firmly planted in the Word of God. It says in the Bible that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And Romans, and yet the Roman Catholic Church contradicts that and says she was immaculately conceived. It's her. It means she was conceived without sin and did not sin. There are listeners today that you're saying, really? Well, I just heard you. Just, you know, go ask the priest or phone him up. And they'll tell you that's correct. That's a dogma. Now, when we're talking about dogmas, we're talking about infallibly defined truths that if a Catholic denies it, then they are lost by definition. It's an article of faith so great that to deny it is to lose your salvation. That's all Catholic doctrine. So I was in uh, India at that time. We had this beautiful group of people, really wonderful people, and we said, whatever the Word of God says, we're going to stay with that. And my eyes, it's like, <laughs> you know, when you come out of the dark and live a light, I think all everybody can relate to that. You squint your eyes, you know, the light's so bright. And that's kind of what it was. And, and I said, but what God says, what God says, what God says, help me. It's just the Word. I want to follow that Word. So I, my job, I went through the whole Bible, and I found God never, ever told us to pray to anyone else besides himself. And he promises us, like in Jeremiah 30:33, that he will hear and answer our prayer. All over the New Testament, Jesus says, you know, he will hear and answer our prayers. We go directly to God. But when you're not born again, then you need a mediator. And Mary is a mediator for Catholics. And he, he was a, she was a big mediator for the Pope. Listeners, we've seen so much about the death and burial of the Pope on his... Uh, wooden, whatever, you know, coffin that he was in. I don't know how many listeners noticed, but there was a cross on there, and at the bottom right-hand corner, a great big M, because he believed that Mary was going to help him get to heaven. He, he said that many times. And he also said, totus tuus, meaning that he is all hers. That's totus tuus Maria in English means all yours, Mary. This is a, Bill, isn't it something that, you know, I, I know I can just only imagine what you went through because, see, it meant gorgy for our listeners to this very day, right now, today. What we're talking about is very contemporaneous. I, I don't know how many thousands or maybe million, I don't know. It's a huge number of people have gone and are going to Czechoslovakia because some children there go into a trance 
and they see this glittering person who talks to them. But what that person is saying contradicts what's in the Bible. Now, you know, I uh, when I was getting free, I did like you did, Bill. I went and got some. I went to a Catholic bookstore, got some. They yeah, they're still there. You know, dialogues with the with the being that's appearing at Medjugorje, and I saw the well, this can't be right. I remember one thing: uh, this apparition, which is a demon spirit, said that this is the last time I'm going to talk to one of the children, a girl. And the apparition said, "This is the last time I'm going to talk to you. Is there anything you want?" And the girl said, "I'd like to see my mother who died just a while ago." And instantly. The girl's mother was there, and she talked with her mother, and her mother was telling her the same thing. Say the rosary, go to Mass, go to confession, and then disappeared. Now, all of that is occultism of an extreme nature because God has forbidden. You, quickly, you go to Deuteronomy 18, amongst other places, but called necromancy, communicating with the dead. And it's totally forbidden because... Why? Because, like we're telling you on this broadcast, it's an open door to a huge deception. And that's what this broadcast is all about, is to get back to the Word of God so that we will not be deceived. But when you were going through that, how, I think we can you know, relate with people how when you change from the messages of Medjugorje in Czechoslovakia to actually, the it's, Bible... Uh, actually, it's, uh, it was Yugoslavia... Or Yugoslavia, is that what it is? I'm not yeah, sure. And I, that, I think it's changed now. It's a, I forget the name uh, now that that's over there because they changed the name of the country. But at the time uh -huh. that I was involved, it was uh, Yugoslavia. Okay, well, thank you for saying, saying it. I don't know exactly where it is, but it's. How, how did you feel when you're making this shift? I mean, did what, what happened to you? Because it's a process, and there are people I know listening today praying about going through that process. Right. Uh, that's a good question. You, uh, people need to realize, and uh, for the Roman Catholic that's listening, they, they'll know that I'm telling the truth uh, by what I'm saying here is when you pray the rosary, you pray in the Hail Marys, and uh, you pray uh, like ten Hail Marys, and then you, you, you pray a different prayer and so on and so forth. And I think on the rosary there was like 50 Hail Marys, if I remember correctly. That's right, yes. And... Um, so it was a lot of rote, it was a lot of repetition, and uh, we sincerely believed, and even before Medjugorje, you know, we, we had Fatima, you had Guadalupe, and, and other appearances like that, Lords, and uh, this is ingrained in your system as a Roman Catholic. So Mary is, is part of the, uh, the whole picture. You have Jesus, you have the Father, you have the Holy Spirit, and you have Mary, and that, that is... Uh, that is the big stronghold. So this is something that is so ingrained in your system that it goes on for year after year yeah. after year. And when I look at, at salvation, I'll be perfectly honest with you, and my wife uh, will be a witness to this, we're amazed we're even saved. I mean, we're amazed that, that, that the Lord even opened our eyes. Uh, when, when, when you see how many millions upon millions of people are affected by uh, these Marian apparitions and, and this whole thing with the, with the rosary and the mysteries of the rosary and, and, and so on and so forth, uh, when you think of the amount of money over the years, the millions upon millions, probably billions of dollars on 
when people spend on on statues and um, uh, medals and rosaries and so on and so forth. I remember I was all set to build an altar in my attic. I went out to the same shopping center I used to shop for books into a, a Roman Catholic store, and I, I was shopping statues, but I couldn't afford it because there were too much money. And uh, that was just for the white ones. If you wanted one in color with the white and the blue, it was much more money. And I just said, well, I can't afford this. So I'm all set to, to, uh, to build a little shrine in my own home. And uh, shortly thereafter, the Lord uh, opened my eyes. I was reading the Gospel of John when I saw that Christ paid the price. I saw that he came down from heaven, he was persecuted, that he was slain on the cross for my sins, that his blood washed away my sins, and, and that I could be saved, that I could be born again. And uh, I've, I've never been the same since that time. It, it, and I learned that it was, it was just Christ. And uh, I would say to the listener that we are dealing with eternal issues here. You must be born again. I was not born again. As a Roman Catholic, we are taught we're born again into the, into the church when we're baptized as a little baby, as an infant. I was not born again. I can testify today that when a person is regenerated by the power of the Holy Spirit, they become a new creation in Jesus Christ, and they will not be the same afterwards. And that happened to me. And that's why I, I speak the way I do uh, ever since that time, because we're dealing with heaven and we are dealing with hell. Pastor Bob, I know that I know that I know that any human being on planet Earth, if they are not born again of the Spirit, if they do not put their faith in Jesus Christ, they will spend eternity in the lake of fire. It is forever, and that is what this is all about. And that's why we have KGDP. I urge you all to keep praying for this station because they're very prayerful, very dedicated, actually self-sacrificing in order to get this word out to you. Maybe a day's going to come when we can't talk like this because the enemy does not like that message going out. There is an enemy out there who has control of people and wants to keep it. But what everything Bill just told you is in the word of God. And it, go to the first letter of John. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son does not have life. That is so rattling to, to priests and their training that some people might even, if they're listening, turn the dial off now. But don't turn it off because that's the Word of God. Because you too can be born again, and it's absolutely necessary. The issues we're talking about, Bill, I just want to put this in. We need to talk about the issues, but it, it, it's like we're constantly talking listeners stay tuned and see if you don't agree with this because talk shows other secular talk shows praise god some of them are conservative not liberal you know and they touch on this theme our nation has been taught relativism since the 60s year in year out kindergarten grammar school high school and university that relativism prevails the way people think. It's all relative. And the absolutes we're talking about don't pertain. And the devil's behind all this because he wants everybody to think everything's okay. It's just okay. 
I'm not so bad, God would send me to hell, I am so good that uh, I'm better, more good than bad, and I will make it to the glory of heaven. That is not what God has told us. When you see and accept what God has told you, we are all sinners lost, including Mary, everyone. We are all lost. And the way of salvation is through the new birth. We must be born again. Real quick, go to John 3.16. Go look right there. Look in chapter 3, actually all of chapter 3 of John, and you'll just see this is what the Master is Jesus the Master? Do we really believe what he said? Well, no one else has ever spoke like him. Peter said that once, and I'll say it. All the teachers I've had, I spent three years studying philosophy. Not one of them touches even near to what Jesus said and the truth with which he spoke. And it has to do with eternal salvation. Bill, so when you, when you found this, did, uh, when you left the old and came to the new, what sort of what was uh, how you what happened during that process? Well, uh, you know when when I was saved and uh, realized the deception I was in, uh, it was a time of joy. You know, but it was also a time. It was a serious time in my life because yes. now I'm confronted with the fact that yes. that I'm surrounded by people that are, that are just as lost as I was. I mean, it was it was like I walked out of a, a room of darkness into a, a room of blazing light. That's the, the only way I could uh, put it. And the reason being is because it was the Holy Spirit that opened up my eyes. The Bible says that the natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit. So uh, when the Lord opened my eyes, I can't give any glory to myself. It's only He. He's the one who opened my eyes. And um, uh, it's because of His mercy. It's because of His grace. It's because of the cross of Christ. So now... Uh, I, I know that I'm going to face persecution. It's something that uh, instantly I knew inside my heart, that that even though you, you have the joy of the Lord, you know you're saved, but you know that you're surrounded by people that are under the dominion of the devil. And that's what the Bible says, that uh, the devil has blinded the mind of the unbeliever lest they should believe uh, the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. So uh, I knew there was a compulsion uh inside my heart and Kathy uh, to, to tell others. We didn't have to uh, take an evangelism course, and I'm not against evangelism courses. You can learn a lot uh, through different things and learn about different cults and so on and so forth. But uh, uh, I guess you could say uh, the disciples said, uh, we cannot but speak the things. Like when they were told to, to be quiet, they said, oh, no, we're not going to be quiet. It's better to obey God rather than men. And when you have the Spirit of God within your heart, uh, you're, you're a new creation. You, you, you want to tell people, you want to lead them to the truth. And the truth is, the message of the Christian, here's the message of the Christian, that Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Christ has once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust. Uh, Romans 5 eight. God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So how could you not want to tell people, if you truly are a Christian, if you have truly been born again of the Spirit, how could you hold it in? You must tell others about Jesus Christ. What a great and glorious message that is. 
and what it does. I mean, it's like, I always kind of relate to the apostles going from a fisherman just doing the liturgies of Judaism to a totally changed life. And I know some Catholics have this image of them, like the big statues around St. Peter's. They were all robed in, you know, priestly robes and all this. They weren't. They kept the same clothes. They did everything the same. And they walked the dusty streets with thongs on their feet, but they could not stop telling people. They sowed the seed like the Master said, in season and out of season. And even the Master said, there's going to be reactions. Like to this broadcast, some will hit on the hard path. And it's interesting, Jesus said this, the devil swoops down, picks up the seed and flies away before it does anything. Amazing. Then there's the other one where it goes into the rocky ground. and So yes, it does get down in there. It starts to grow, but then it doesn't have a root. It's not founded. And so it withers and dies. Then the other seed hits into uh, the thorns and it grows up and grows up, but the cares and concerns of this world choke it out. Bill, isn't it blessed? We can speak no more, no less than what Jesus said. If you met one of the disciples of Jesus, they would be saying what we're saying. It's the Word of God. It's just as powerful, just as present, just as alive today. I mean, we're alive. Robert's alive. People in that studio and people all over the world. I met him. I smuggled Bibles into China. When we gave them those Bibles, they hugged me and cried. They knew Jesus and they knew the Word. Isn't that something? I saw them in Venezuela all through Central America, Mexico. Praise the Lord. I got in this chair, hope to get healed someday, like he's talking about healing, and we would travel together. But I'm glad you offered yourself to go give a testimony in churches because, Bill, I think there's some other things on the news, too. That Did you did you hear some news programs that I think pertains to this? You know, Peter was the first pope. We can, and, and what, you know, what was being said, because, dear people, we need to clarify this. Our point is, if an organization, be it Catholic, Jehovah's Witness, Mormons, or any New Age or anything, is adding to or taking from the Word of God, it will not save you, and that's why with love we say these things. Did you do any research, Bill, or anything that might bless people? Because certainly every listener today, or probably a large majority of them, have heard, you know, the popular news. Yes, uh, well, you know, soon after, you know, Larry King, uh, he's been known to... Uh interview people, you know, when big events like this would happen. And many times over the past, Larry King has interviewed Billy Graham. Okay, Billy Graham is a well-known evangelist. Uh, he's, he's known as the world's greatest evangelist. And um, he was interviewed. It aired on Saturday, April 2nd. And um, Larry King said to Billy Graham, he said, you said that he was an evangelist, referring to the Pope, Pope John Paul II. And Billy Graham responded, he was indeed. He traveled throughout the world to bring his Christian message to the world, and we see tonight the outpouring from the world that he touched. And he goes on and on. And um, then Larry King said to Billy Graham, there is no question in your mind that he is with God now. And Billy Graham responded, oh, no. There may be a question about my own, but I don't think Cardinal Watila or the Pope, that's his other name before he became Pope, I think he's with the Lord because he believed, he believed in the cross, and that was his focus throughout his ministry. He goes on to say that he was a strong believer. 
And then he uh, went on to say that he was sending um, his daughter, Ann Lotz, to go to the funeral, and that his son, Franklin, was going to go to the enthronement of the new pope. Now, this is, uh, is, uh, to me, Pastor Bob, this is simply unbelievable. You know, I read books uh, uh, about what the uh, old reformers, thought about the Roman Catholic system, the papacy, people like John Wesley. I mean, each and every one of these people would describe uh, that system in the terms of Antichrist. So now we have uh, Billy Graham, and his son was also interviewed, and his son, you know, basically said that he preached the cross. So uh, what what they're saying is that they, uh, in the Roman Catholic Church, the Pope, he preached, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ is the same gospel. Now, many people are unaware that Billy Graham has been working hand-in-hand hand, uh, at, at his crusades, uh, I believe, for probably 50 years now. And you can do the research yourself. Uh, if you're listening, I encourage you to research it for yourself. Uh, you'll find out that what I'm saying here today is true. Uh, I can uh, witness uh, to the fact that it's true I myself, uh, Kathy and I, we worked with. Uh, we were going to a church in Manhattan, and uh, Billy Graham did a rally in Central Park, New York City, in 1991. And we were warned by a pastor, you know, about things such as this that I'm speaking about now. And, and we worked as counselors. We trained with the Graham organization to be counselors. And you know, Kathy ended up sending uh, a young lady who gave a decision back to the Roman Catholic Church. And we knew right then and there. We said we cannot do this. This is absolute compromise, yeah. and, and we had to stop it. So I don't look with disdain. I'm not trying to judge people here, but I'm telling you, Pastor Bob, this is very serious business. I believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and my heart all day long has been absolutely burning. I'm telling you, my wife showed me something uh, uh, on the Internet, and this was a, a report on a Mennonite organization. The Mennonites came out from... Uh, that the uh, his name was Menos. They, they were they were believers. They uh, they came out from the Anabaptists, and they were they were uh, against Roman Catholicism. I mean, big time. And they, their doctrine was solid. Uh, the Amish people also came out from uh, that uh, that uh, organization, the Anabaptists. And on this uh, website, they were praising the Pope. I mean, they were they were absolutely praising him. And my spirit was so grieved, and, 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 and I'm walking away from the computer. My wife uh, uh, showed me, and I'm telling you, testify today, the Holy Spirit spoke to me, and this is what he said, the voice of apostasy. Yeah. The voice of apostasy. Pastor Bob, we are living in an incredible time. Yes, we are. And when this is going on, and you have people that are not standing up, and you have pastors that are supposed to be shepherds, that are supposed to protect their flock, and they're letting this happen. And that's why I bring this out. I have nothing against Billy Graham. I have nothing against his son. But I must stand up for the gospel of Jesus Christ. I must defend the gospel, because this is the gospel that saved my soul from an eternal hell. And we need to take a stand in this hour. Jude 3 says we should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered to the saints. And as we speak out over these airwaves, all we can do is put our total heart into it. I know you take each broadcast, and I'll tell you, I do know your speakers today, listeners, speak as if it was our last broadcast. 
that's how deeply we feel this. We just because it's the truth, and the uh, Billy Graham has actually said in publications, we preach the same gospel as the Roman Catholic Church. That's why we're saying this. Get the Catechism 1994 from Rome. It's official from the Pope. I mean, it is so super official, and you will see a different gospel. Those who trust that will not see everlasting life. It's only by born-again faith. Ephesians, everyone that has a pencil, write it down. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. We're saved by grace through faith. God defines it for us. Nobody but God could write a sentence like that. Believe me, Aristotle couldn't figure it out. Plato couldn't figure it out. I mean, no one. And like Bill is saying, you see the reformers, the great reformers of the 1500s, Whitcliffe, Tyndale, both burned. Tyndale was burned at the stake. Whitcliffe, they dug his bones up because they didn't like what he said, because he said Jesus is not truly in the bread, and you need to get all your truths from the Bible. They were so irate, they dug his bones up and burned him 40 years later. Is this a historical fact? Yes, it is. Now, this is what we're dealing with, that there, this deception goes on, and I feel it too, Bill, that the pastors of the flock of God cannot and should not preach another gospel, and that's what's happening, and that's what is so important.